Good morning, guys. Uh, you'll probably notice that it did not sound anything like Liron Segev. Um, I'm Tanya Kowalski standing in for Liron. Liron is cruising in Barcelona at the mo- moment for a uh, mobile world conference. I oh, know, poor guy. Um, <laughs> so if you want to follow what he's up to at uh, MWC, you can follow him on Liron Segev, L-I-R-O-N. S-E-G-E-V. It's awesome to have an all-female team today. I'm joined by Claire. Hi. Claire Mathis from Brainstorm Magazine. How's it, Claire? Good, and you? Good, thank you. Good, Are good. you, uh, it's not a blue Monday. Are you full of caffeine? Yes, we're sorted, we're sorted. We're ready yeah. to do this. Absolutely. Perfect. And it's quite a breath of fresh air without Leron. Yeah. But we do have the awesome Duncan with us, who's producing the show. So yes. That, at least we've got some, uh, male Bit energy Bit of testosterone here. in here. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so this week, um, we'll be chatting about iPads in the classroom. How tech is transforming learners and teachers' lives. Um, we'll be speaking to Michelle Lesus a little bit later, and we're also going to see what's new on the tech scene, what everyone is talking about, um, and what we can watch out for this week and in coming weeks. Um, if you'd like to tweet us, you can do so at cliffcentral.com. Um, so that's Twitter at cliffcentral.com. And yeah, if you want to tweet me, you can tweet me at Tanya Kavarsky, that's T-A-N-Y-A-K-O-V-A-R-S-K-Y. Claire, do you want to chat us through your Twitter oh, handle? My Twitter handle is Claire Petra, C-L-A-R-E-P-E-T-R-A. Okay, and of course, uh, yeah, so tweet us. Um, you can also Instagram us if you want at Cliff Central. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So, Claire, what, uh, yes, what's news? What's happening this week? Yes. Before we get to Michelle, I wanted to talk about hack, the hack Josie challenge. Okay. Um, my heart dropped because I saw that maybe the uh, closing date for this was the 15th of February, but I see they've extended it to the end of this week, this week, which is great. Okay. Hack sounds, is it legal hack? <coughs> yes. Is it a hack of the good yes, variety? Yes. It's the city of Joburg is trying to get a few people to, um, you know, come up with, you know, they've in, launched a, a new initiative, 5 million Rand Hack Josie, and hopes they are in, in the hopes of finding tech savvy sort of entrepreneurs to help address community needs, um, using sort of digital technology. So you, um, sort of, they're, they're trying to get people to foster their skills, look at innovation, anything entrepreneurial, um, just to get, you know, in the ho- in the hopes of helping the city of Johannesburg to run a bit better, so um, they're looking for entrepreneurs or teams, um, hoping that with the the relevant technology technological skills, um, but they are hoping that they can get some startups to apply. Okay. Um, the uh, so you, sorry, just got my papers all muddled up here. Um, you're looking at introducing sort of yourself and teammates in a video. Um, you're telling the story behind your project. You've got to share any progress you've made so far, any photos, any prototypes, anything you've done. You've got to share a timeline of how you plan to complete your project and send out, you know, send out the rewards, be open and honest about whatever you're still trying to sort out. So they're very, you know, anyone can apply. Um, um, you would submit a YouTube video or complete an online application form. So if you could um, visit the How to Apply page for the Josie Hack would be great. Okay. And can anyone mm. enter? 
Anyone, no problem. Teams, entrepreneurs, anyone can enter. They okay. just, they would like you to have some sort of technological background, but I'm sure they're quite willing. You know, if you've got an idea and you've got a great video, I'm sure they're very happy to look at you. Okay. Especially if you, if you're looking at solutions and those kind of that things. That sounds pretty cool. Mm. And what is the email address or URL to enter or to submit details? You have, if you could go to, I mean, I just did a Google search for hashtag hack.josie challenge okay. and it came up quite quickly. So I had no problems, but I can find it for you. Yeah, no, I would, I would just do the, um, Google search. It's okay, probably perfect. the easiest way. That yeah. sounds pretty awesome. So yeah. if you, uh, feeling like you're wanting to start something cool digital, if you feel that you've got skills or you can contribute, um, and yeah, you can win well, funding. I mean, right? I think it's, yes. And I think it's great that the city of Joburg has opened this up to, to, you know, it's not, it's putting a positive spin on hacking rather than a negative spin yeah. on it and trying yeah. to find solutions rather than, you know, Get get at people because we're doing the wrong thing, sort yeah. of. Yeah, and we know we know when you're doing something illegal, you usually find something quite clever to come <laughs> up with. So I think this is maybe a good way to spin it and <laughs> turn it into something good. It sounds like you speak from experience. No, no, no. Just I just <laughs> no. I know nothing. I know nothing. Rumor Hands up it. in the air. Nothing. <laughs> and I assume there's no age. Limit. There's no there age it, limit. You have to be, be be between the ages of 18 and 35. Okay. Um. Again, I'm sure if you snuck in a video, if you were a bit, yeah, I'm, I think 18 is probably the the youngest. But anything over that, I'm sure they'd still have a look at you. Yeah. You know, if you've come up with something great, why not? You know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think if it's hacking, rules shouldn't really apply. But then again, <laughs> it's maybe not my call to make a judgment on no, that I kind of challenge. So. <laughs> we don't want to encourage it, do we? <laughs> um, unless it's in the legit or, or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it sounds quite exciting. I mean, I know I've only given you a couple of days to get it together if anyone is interested, but it would be, I mean, I think it's a great initiative to get to get involved with. I mean, um, IBM's involved and then um, Small Seed is involved and, you know, all those, it's really, it's very cool. Okay. Cool little project. Yeah. Sounds cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I'm counting the sleeps till next Monday, which is March the 9th. Are you doing another show? No, no. <laughs> That's something I don't count the sleep towards. No, I'm just kidding. It is another Apple announcement. Oh, um, yes. And it's, so there's no secret behind it. It's the Apple Watch event. Um, it's likely that they'll announce their pricing and when it's available in the U.S., oh, how exciting. Um, which is something I'm really excited about. They're doing the announcement in San Francisco. And they are calling it, the tagline is Spring Forward. Oh, very cool. So possible reference to the season. America's going to mm-hmm. spring soon um, and time. Spring so you can't time. give us any deeds that might be leaked for now, can you? Do we yeah, have to like, wait yeah, until sure. Monday? You know what? Tim Cook emailed me last night <laughs> with all the details. We know he did. And I know exactly when it's launching in South Africa. So <laughs> you'll just have to hack my computer to see. No, I swear I have... I mean, yeah, like anyone yeah. else and probably most uh, Apple employees, Everything I, kept I know under as much as, as you or, mm. yeah, or the next awesome. person. Exciting. Yeah. 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 What time is that announcement? Sort of our time? So or? it's probably evening our time. Yeah. It's usually daytime theirs. Yeah. And they're about eight hours behind. So Okay. So let's look out for that. Yeah. Is what but you're we'll saying. remind Liron to remind everyone on next Monday. Monday on the Monday show. <laughs> when he's back. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, good news for blogger fans being hosted on Google. Oh, yeah. Um, they can carry on posting nude pictures. What? Yeah. Really? So they, they threatened, I think it was last week, that they were going to take all explicit content and pictures off Blogspot right. um, of their blogging yes. platforms. There's obviously an outcry, yes. and now they basically said you can carry on blogging your nude pictures. Okay, but what are you teaching people if there's an outcry, and then you go, okay, fine, we'll let you have what you want. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm sure the bloggers are excited. Yeah, they must Getting be. Getting their sure cameras the readers, out. The, the readers are as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you are blogging explicit content on your blogger platform, do not worry. You're you still welcome. have the go-ahead. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. So um, we have Mish coming up. Um, Mish is from Think Ahead and iSchool Africa. We'll take a quick break and then bring on Mish. It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Michelle Lesseuse with us, who's director of iSchool Africa, um, and she'll be talking us through iPads in classrooms and how iPads are revolutionizing the way teachers are teaching and learners are learning. And in fact, parents are parenting. Um, from from my perspective, Mish, welcome. Hi, everyone. Um, Thank you for having me here. Any time, Duncan. You're so outnumbered here. I'm afraid. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, no. <laughs> producer has a massive smile on his face. <laughs> okay, um, Mish, you come from a very successful iPad Ed Summit two weeks ago. Yes. Which we'll chat a little bit more about. Um, but I, first I want to get started with what do you do? What is iSchool Africa? When was it started? Okay, um, well, thanks for having me here. We had a very exciting time in education where, um, we as educators and as parents have a huge challenge to prepare our students and our kids for a world that is changing so rapidly. Um, I mean, we've, we're teaching the selfie and the hashtag generation. And we need to make sure that our schools are changing in line with the world that is changing. And that's why iSchool Africa uh, has come about. And iSchool Africa started in 2009 with really with the belief that um, this change, this technology, isn't only for the elite, it isn't only for the privileged, it's for every single child in South Africa. And so we introduced this program, iSchool Africa, that introduces iPads and teacher training to schools across South Africa. And we're currently in over 140 schools, uh, rural schools, township schools, remedial schools, special needs schools, from early childhood to matric. And it's just... um Amazing to see what what's happening in the classroom and how things are changing. And I mean, you know that kids they know technology; oh, they, yeah. they just really. do it. They do it. Yeah, their eyes. Um, it's we don't have to teach them how to use the iPads. We just have to teach them how to learn with them, and it's it changes them. They love uh, uh, they love learning with them. The one teacher says to me, Michelle, no one misses an iPad lesson. Oh, mm. So kids are disciplines improved, motivations improved. Numeracy, literacy, and I mean, I think it goes without saying, the challenges in our country in education, we cannot ignore them. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the biggest threats to the future of South Africa. And I think iSchool Africa is a good solution to be addressing this. Are the teachers embracing iSchool Africa? Because I, I would I would think some of the older generation might be a bit intimidated by an iPad, you know? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. A lot of... Um, Interventions fail because of teacher teacher adaption because teachers have been doing things for so long. Mm. We've got unions. We've got um, teachers don't want extra work. But the one thing about iPads is they are easy to use. Mm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is iSchool Africa is not about technology. Right. It's about learning and teaching. Okay. So we've got a very 
systematic program on teaching teachers how to teach with iPads. Okay. So it's, um, and I think also a great thing about iPads, it's not something that's made for the classroom. So teachers see bankers use it. They see people workers, people. So it's, they're using consumer technology. Mm. So it, it gives them status. And I think mm. one thing p- uh, teachers need in our community is status. Mm. Mm. I mean, they're fun to use as well. That's yeah, the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, mm. flicking from one page to another is quite cool. And it makes learning fun, which yeah. is a big, a huge thing. I mean, if I had iPad now for the periodic table, I think I would have done a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I must say, like, you speak about teachers embracing it. Like, I take my hats off to teachers who've for 30, 40 years been using blackboards chalk. Mm. And Paper. now they have to embrace videos and tech mm. and smart boards and Apple TVs. It's unbelievable. And they're getting, I mean, I witnessed them at the Ed, um, iPad Ed Summit, which we'll chat about just now. These teachers look like kids in a classroom, mm. creating their own videos and projects. It was amazing to see. But I, I high five teachers who, who have embraced it and who are using it to complement, not overtake their classroom learning. I agree teaching. with you a hundred percent, Tanya, because especially teachers have been doing the same thing. Why change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think teachers who really believe in the potential of their kids are changing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not about being techno geek or anything. It's just about promising your kids a good future. Well, and that's I think amazing. The, I mean, that term geek is just, it's, you know, it's redundant now. I think everybody needs to embrace technology and get, I mean, I know my mother doesn't even use a cell phone and I just think this is, you know, this is yeah. not the time to not embrace technology. I think everybody just needs to know what they're talking about and get heard, onto it. I heard a brilliant definition for a geek. It's someone who uses technology when it's not absolutely necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pr- brilliant. That's exactly so right. I think any, every, you have to use it. It's not about being a geek. But now let me just ask you, if um, an iPad is, you know, pulled into the classroom, is it not distracting? Does it not take away from the content? Or or have you found that people are actually more, you know, interested in the content that they're supposed to be doing in a classroom rather than popping off and watching a quick video or popping onto Facebook quickly yeah. or something? I mean, I think the iPad has the potential to be distracting, but we always say to teachers the best classroom management tool is a good lesson. Mm. I mean – the um, everything has there's always been distractions in a class exactly. I think the iPad is blamed for a lot of things it's blamed, blamed for bad parenting if someone puts a, their child in front of an iPad for four hours televisions are blamed for bad parenting the iPad can be distracting but the iPad when used properly and used in moderation like anything else is the most phenomenal learning mm. tool so use it properly use it responsibly and use it to its full potential yes. and it's it, 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 it Changes we've seen changes in teachers and learners and students that were, were we didn't believe possible. Yeah, so there's not even an age. You know, mm. it's not even specific mm. to an age that oh. you know a certain age would respond. But you know, and, be, and you have to be responsible. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, to for kids to come home and spend six hours in front of any technology. I mean, the good thing about an iPad is that it is engagement and it is interactive and it is cause and effect. It's not. Um, it's not. Um, static, mm. but you, it, it is you. It can be blamed for a lot of things. Yes, yeah, yeah. T- talk us through a typical lesson, because I think, and I mean, I chose my son's school based on whether they were using iPads or not. They do so, oh, you know, it was, it was a go. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like that. Um, <laughs> but a lot of my peers think it's. The teacher's going to put an iPad in front of the class and leave them to their devices, and it's almost lazy. Mm teaching or lazy mm. learning. 
How, how does it actually work in a classroom? What, what would a teacher do with an do, iPad? Yeah. Okay, well, the first thing is that if you have an iPad school, iPads aren't used 100% of the time. They're only used for tasks that can be done 100% better with iPads. So there is still, you still have to, especially when your kids are small, there's still skills you need to learn. You still need to learn to write. You still need motor skills. You, and so we, you, we teach teachers to only use iPads with a task that can only be done better. And then there are the four C's of using an iPad. There's consumption of content, so you get, get content. There's creation of content, so kids create content. There's um, collaboration and there's communication. And those are the four things that iPads used in a lesson. So in a lesson, there is, it is a blended approach that we say. So the iPad will be used for explaining a concept or it'll be used for reinforcement or it'll be used for creating a project or it'll be used for recording. So it really is looking at the lesson. We teach tra- teachers to look at the lesson, what are the outcomes and where can the iPad be used best to explain mm. that concept? Mm. So it's not a passive, okay, they go in, sit at the iPad, and that's 40 minutes. Mm. Yeah, that would, mm, yeah. wouldn't work. Another thing that worries me is when I get, you know, friends saying, oh, iPads are learning of the future. It's future classroom. But you know, I try and tell them it's actually current. Mm. It's happening now. The future is now. Yeah, the future is now. Um, and I'm I'm nervous to ban my child from using an iPad because I'm scared he's going to be left behind. Um, is it better to start earlier, later? Should classes or t- schools be adopting iPad learning now? There is. It has to. You cannot... You cannot not have technology in school now. Mm-hmm. It's not the future classroom. Look at the workspace. Look at social. I mean, uh, just an example now is how if you, at what age are kids now learning social using social media? If they banned from it, they cannot be taught how to use it responsibly. Mm-hmm. So I think there cannot be a disconnect between kids' lives and their education. They have to be brought together. And so I don't think there is any debate now about whether there should be technology in the classroom. Now it's about making sure it's the best integration of technology in the classroom. It, I mean, I think that debate is so over now. Mm. You cannot, you, I mean, I think it needs to be done properly. It needs to be responsibly. Parents need to be educated more than children. Mm. Teachers need to be educated. But the future, we in the future, I mean, when I hear people ask, how would you describe the classroom of the future? Or let's make sure you've got 21st century skills. We're in the 21st mm, century. Yeah. I mean, it's happening yeah. now. Yeah, people are kind of lying to themselves, aren't yeah. they? Saying it's not coming, but it mm. is. And yeah. it's yeah. And mm. it's yeah. And it's like anything else. You want your children to learn in a safe place. Yeah. You want to know. I mean, I read a great article yesterday about the fact that if you're worried about your teenager, if you go onto their Instagram, there's so many things you will be able to see from what they portray that they wouldn't have, be able to tell you. Mm. So it's a, it's like almost a window into their soul that sure. they can't tell you. Mm. So I think you just have to have l- learn a responsible place of putting it, and you cannot ban it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how t- talk us through an iSchool Africa program. So a school gets funding, or mm. how does it work with the actual implementation of iPads into school, the sponsorship and the follow-up and the facilitation. 
So iSchool Africa is about going into uh, what we would call um, schools that are under-resourced. So the first thing is we find a, a, a sponsor, and it can be a government sponsor. For example, we work very closely with the Department of Rural Development or a corporate sponsor. We work with Piermont Schools. We work with BMW, um, and we spon- they sponsor schools. And the thing about iSchool Africa, it's a program. It's get, they get you get a mobile lab of twenty iPads, and the iPads are preloaded with apps, so you don't rely on the internet. Mm. And, and, the, and who's loaded the apps? Who's recommended? iSchool Africa, okay. and the apps are uh, aligned to the curriculum, and the mobile lab moves from classroom to classroom. Mm-hmm. So it's not stuck. You get it, it's accessible, and the kids engage with the iPads. But the most important thing is an iSchool Africa facilitator is appointed per school. Oh, excellent. So you don't just dump the technology. Yeah. So, And I think a lot of government interventions haven't worked because there hasn't been teacher training and there hasn't been a follow-up. Mm. So the Ask Africa facilitator remains with that school, works with the teachers, and we create iPad champions at all the schools. Fantastic. So it's absolutely sustainable. And we do a lot of monitoring and evaluation. And then we, when we move away from the school, that school can manage that iPad lab by itself. Mm-hmm. We also have an amazing program called the iSchool um, Africa Youth Press Team. With with that a- a- a mobile lab, we create a youth journalists. Oh, excellent. And with an iPad now, it's like you've got a full, full editing suite. Mm. And they go around and they tell stories and they uh, oh, sweet. tell stories about their community and everything. And I think one of our big problems is kids in a lot of our in a lot of our communities aren't given the confidence they deserve and this gives them a lot of confidence. Mm. So it's a great program and I encourage anyone who wants to come visit an Ask Africa school to really contact us. Mm. Would be lovely. Tell us about the full editing suite of an iPad. What are they doing with their iPads? Oh, don't get technical on me. (laughs) So it's it's using camera for video so um, I, the iPad comes, the biggest advantage of the iPad is it comes with our life and our work suites. Mm. And those are Apple's creativity suites. So just to have the camera and just to have iMovie and GarageBand, mm. you've got a movie suite and you've got a like music suite. suite. Mm. Yeah. And what we do with iMovie is amazing. These kids make movies. They make um, interviews. They make um, music videos. They, instead of just doing a book report, they do an interview, they pretend they're characters, they go into the community, um, on Youth Day, on Mandela Day, they interview on Women's Day. I mean, we find, you find little gems in the community. Mm. And I think just to have that, it just brings learning to life. Mm. It's amazing. I, one of my best stories ever, I think it's one of the highlights of my career, was after the World Cup. If you remember, there was that terrible um, teacher strike. Yes. Mm. The, all the kids in the youth press team came to our office to work. I and I just thought they could have been on the street, but they came to sit and work on their press team instead of they were teachers at school. And I just thought, you know what? This is something that's amazing. They just love doing You're creating this. a yeah. love for it. Really yeah. encouraging mm-hmm. it. Good. Very nice. So tell us about like something that stood out, you know, a specific child, a specific story, something that would, you know, that really would tug at heartstrings maybe. Um, wow. There's so many. We've got <laughs> this one, um, we've got this one, uh, girl in Dasseldorf next to Oatsun. 
and she's in one of our schools. And from the iSchool Africa, she decided to set up a little after school in her granny's bedroom. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and she used the uh, she used the she used to be a teacher, and she was basically I think she was like um, 16 years old, and she used to give an after school to all the kids in oh, primary school. With her iPad, found her calling. Yeah, and so she was. I mean, that was amazing. We've got childhood at um, so many childhood at homes, homes that um, the iPad, they've won awards like against private schools and Fantastic. amazing. Um, the Department of Rural Development uh, flew the youth press team from Devon, a rural, to listen to Parliament. Oh, wow. To listen to them. Wow. And it was the first time, and they, they had to record it, and it was on the iPad. The first time these kids had been on an aeroplane, had been in a hotel, had been in the... And so I think the iPad... It just the resources available just open up these kids to the best of the best, mm. and I think that's for me so amazing. Do you think they're responding better than sort of kids that maybe go to more affluent schools that think, oh well, you know, that have grown up with iPads and that kind of thing anyway? Um, you know what? It's hard to say. I think when the kids at more affluent schools see what they can produce, mm. and if you see in our Apple and Education Awards, we have every year. Kids what, what love seeing themselves on TV, yes, no, whatever sure. they're from, and also they love creativity. Mm. So I think the benefits are so. I think the benefits are so tangible. Yeah, and I think any child, whatever you, wherever you're from, when you see that, because it's tough. Learning is tough. Mm, maybe it's uh, just to, given the chance to yeah, do something. And I think that's yeah. amazing. And I, I think. IPad, the tangible learning path and the visible thinking of an iPad and the visible learning is exciting for everyone. Fantastic, yeah. Mm. It's lovely. Really nice. I think before we go to our next break, I just want to mention that some of those tear-jerking, inspiring, amazing videos are up on YouTube. Um, we can see amazing transformations of shy kids who are now confident and they can get up in front of their class or there's a, a brilliant story of a girl who was in the bottom 10% of her class and then she started l learning maths with an iPad and she got into the top 10% wow. of her class. So I think all those videos will some, but just have tissues on hand. Um, <laughs> those videos can be seen on YouTube under the channel Apple Distributors SA. So that's Apple Distributor SA and you can find a whole lot of amazing videos. Fantastic. Yeah. But let's go to a break and then we'll come back to and chat about trends and what came out of the iPad EdTech Summit. And welcome back to the show. Um, just to recap, if you want to follow Cliff Central on any social media platforms, find Cliff Central on Twitter at cliffcentral.com, on Instagram even, Cliff Central, on Facebook, guess cliff central <laughs> and even on wechat you'll never believe what the handle is it's <laughs> cliff central okay and we welcome back michelle lasus who is the director of uh, iSchool africa and we are chatting about ipads in classrooms and how ipads are changing and shifting the lives of learners teachers and i always say parents i'm a parent and you know, I, I could be here for another hour chatting about how, how an iPad has not only babysat my son, but uh, <laughs> given him a, a great education and lots of infotainment as well. But now you were talking about a summit. What is that? Yeah. In, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> on the 16th and 17th of February, uh, we had such an exciting event in Johannesburg. It was the first um, 
iPad Ed Summit uh, featuring EdTech Teacher. And EdTech Teacher is an American um, organization that focuses on teaching teacher professional development. And the core group um, hosted them in South Africa, and it was two days focusing on teaching teachers how to use iPads in oh, the fantastic. yeah. And it was so exciting because we had over 400 teachers oh, wow. in Johannesburg who gave two days of their time from um, South Africa, including Joburg, um, Port Elizabeth, Cape Town, Durban, Tempisa, um, wow. Katlehong, um, as well as Nigeria, Namibia, Botswana, and everyone came. And I think it was just the buzz of teachers wanting to learn mm. was amazing. And with three keynote speakers from America who were superb. They were teacher people had been in the classroom in the States and they came to share ideas on how to use iPads in the classroom. Fantastic. And and what were the big trends or tips that came out of there? What were teachers most excited about? I think what's really exciting is it wasn't all brand new. And uh, when some of the teachers came to me and said to me, but Michelle, this isn't all brand new. I said, no, well, we're not doing, we, we're not, it, I'm glad it's not all brand new. Mm. You know what I mean? It was confirming a lot of what we're doing is right. I think there were some main things that we really came across. The one thing which kept on being reinforced was it's not about the technology. It must be technology in the service of learning. Yes. So everything you do needs to make sure that it's led by um, a teaching and learning outcome. It's not by we're going to have iPads so that we tick a box so that our school can put in our newsletter that we've got iPads. Mm. Mm. It's we're going to have iPads because we're looking to have a, an authentic, meaningful way of presenting teaching and learning in this way. Right. Another question that was really I loved was, Ask yourselves, and I think this relates to all of us, ask yourself as a teacher, what does awesome look like? Yeah. And I think that is so cool because I think as a teacher that is so great. And the whole theme of the conference was what does an awesome teacher, what does an awesome lesson look yeah. like? Mm. And the other thing was it's not about app chasing. I think when we all started having our apps, got our iPads, every time you went to a dinner party it was like, oh, I just found an app for this and I yes. just found an app for this. Yes. Whereas in teaching now they're like 10 core apps that you can use to create and it's about it's about that if you if kids and the main thing is if that kids aren't digitally literate now it's going to be as if they are illiterate yeah and i think that's really important yeah so it was about technology in the service for learning the importance of creativity and the importance of digital literacy and the importance of teacher training. And do you think they learn from each other as well, the teachers? I mean, I know we all bounce ideas off of each other, especially, you know, what app is the latest thing and what works and what mm. doesn't work. Do you think that helped? The buzz was amazing. Oh, and fantastic. also I think the networking and also I think teachers starting to learn to use Twitter, starting to use, mm. learn to use uh, social media, starting to learn to share content and the collaboration and the creativity and the curation. And that is really, really exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, it sounds fantastic. We've just got a question on Twitter. Someone has asked, in fact, WeChat has asked, is this iPad specific or is it tablets in general? Um, well, that's a very good question. Yeah, great question. <laughs> is, um, we strongly believe in the, the iPad summit or general? General. I think uh, the, the topic is, are we talking tablets or are we talking iPad specific? Is, we strongly believe that the, the creativity tools and the benefits that we've seen are iPad specific. So um, there are obviously 21st century tools 
that are um, tablet specific. Uh, there are 21st century tools, and there are approaches that are tablet tablet specific. But iSchool Africa and the iPad Summit and Think Ahead and uh, are iPad specific because of the specific creativity tools, the specific ease of use, and the specific functionality that they offer. So, so the programs we work on mm. are specifically iPads. Yeah, so there's no doubt that there's probably tablets, you know, uh, you know, other tablets have other yeah. apps, but, I mean, we are talking about iPad. iPads specifically mm. right now. And the programs we? we've seen in schools, oh. um, the replacement models and people going for cheaper options that don't have, they've been, we have seen that they haven't, they have been benefit comparisons. Yeah. That's why iSchool Africa has chosen to go iPad. And why would schools and tertiary institutions, why are they choosing iPad after they've gone with other tablets? I think there are two very important reasons. One is because of the ease of use yeah. and the whole functionality system. Mm. So there's the durability, the functionality. The other is the ecosystem of support. Mm. So for example, you don't have this iTunes U which is hundreds and thousands of free lectures. There is, um, there's the app of app system of quality controlled apps, which mm-hmm. you don't have on other devices. And then there are programs like Think Ahead, iSchool Africa that offer teacher training, that offer your network in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about choosing a tablet or choosing a device. It's about choosing an educational solution. And I think that's very, very important. I mean, we offer parent support, we offer teacher support, we offer learner support, and I think that's really important. So you have mentioned Think Ahead. Um, what exactly is that? Uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, sorry. The, um, so iSchool Africa is a program that works with under-resourced schools. Mm-hmm. Think Ahead is the program that works with schools that can afford their own iPads. Okay. All right. Okay. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Perfect. Um, do you think, and someone asked me at the summit, they said, do you think we're behind in terms of where America is in, in iPad and learning. Is South Africa behind? Are we on a par? Can one even make that statement? It's a very tricky, mm. uh, it's a quite a broad generalization because South Africa in itself is so, um, and it depends who you compare it to. Mm. I mean, you've got a government sector, you've got a rural sector, you've got a private sector. The top schools are the top in, in like anywhere in the world and the bottom schools are the bottom and anywhere in the school I'd say generally the system is behind mm. and I think we've got a lot of catching up and that's what I love about iSchool African iPad because with it we can leapfrog it, it, it is a way that we can actually leapfrog to catch up with the best of the best right. mm. and we can learn from the best we don't have to reinvent the wheel yeah but in terms of technology, we're definitely behind. And are, are schools, are the iSchool Africa schools seeing results? We've spoken about attendance, but are they seeing, you know, marks? Yeah. Are their marks improving? Yes. We definitely in the iSchool Africa seeing behavioral, behavioral shifts. So attendance, discipline, absenteeism, all of that. And then we also track numeracy and literacy quite closely and we're starting to see, um, increases in the results as well. And is that a direct Result of iPads, uh, Tanya. It's, yeah. ha- it's very hard to yeah. say. I mean, and I would hate to. Uh, I'm sure there were some academics out there <laughs> <laughs> that would take the credit. Uh, for the, yeah. <laughs> no, there's some academics that would want to see all my scientific research. And <laughs> but uh, I, I can. It is a contributing factor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that, and that, that's that's crucial yeah. because yeah. it's okay. fun, obviously, and it's engaging, and it's also a resource, a quality resource that they didn't have. We've got a lot of teachers in our system, unfortunately, that aren't experts in their content field. Mm. Yeah, we're getting reliable content. Right. So there's so many variables in our system, and I think it is proven 
to increase performance in subjects. So I'm going to ask the very basic question of electricity. Yes. What happens there? Because we know we don't always have the best, you know, we can't, not reliable iPads won't work without battery power. What happens there? Well, even some of our rural schools don't have electricity yes. and also for load shedding. So um, the battery, uh, iPad has a 10-hour battery life. Right. So as long as it's charged um, before school, okay. it can last through a school day. So that is a very good thing for yes. the uh, for the iPad, but then also what we are looking at are there are solar solutions for charging of iPads. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I thought maybe with that library, you know, maybe the library had something to do with it, but I suppose that's not really. The mobile lab, lab charges sorry, yeah. the iPads overnight. Okay. Yes. So, so if there is fine. a charging station, they will last through the whole okay, day. Okay. Perfect. And right do those then. run on battery or no, electricity? Power. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. And they don't need internet to run every day. No. Okay. Which is, I mean, that's a big, it's a big, it's a big thing, yeah. yeah. It's a big help. Because you did say some of the apps aren't, we, the apps are loaded on the, on the mm. iPad and we use those, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. They are preloaded on the iPad, so Perfect. you don't, you, the success of the program does not rely on, on connectivity. The, Perfect. Mm. Okay, awesome. Thank you so, so much for your time and all your input. Um, where can we find out more about uh, Think Ahead and iSchool Africa? I think the best place is to go onto the website. Mm-hmm. Which is iSchoolAfrica.com. Okay. But I'm very happy for anyone to um, email me at any time, which is Michelle at iSchoolAfrica.com. Okay. And your Twitter handle again? Is at Michelle LeSeuse. Okay. Thank you, awesome. Michelle. Oh, thank, thank you, you very fantastic. much. And have thank a good you. week, everyone. Yeah, thank you, you too. <laughs> Okay, that we just want to say hello to Bradley Marlin Sass, who is listening to the tech show. It's been a while, he says, so welcome back, Bradley. Happy to have you. And, and if you tweet us in future, we will, uh, we might maybe feature you on air. We might mention you, so it's always worth tweeting us. Yeah. We get yeah. that the, literally the 20 seconds of fame <laughs> or infame for me. Well, what I wanted to chat to you about as well is we have been talking about sort of online stalking and stuff like that yeah. at work. Um, your digital footprint and being careful. We all know we need to be careful what we put out there and Facebook tracking and all that kind of stuff. And I've, we've, ju- I've just, just, just finished a story on it and it was actually quite interesting. Because a lot of people confuse sort of digital footprints with, you know, online stalking. And I think um, I've spoken to a psychologist called Liesl Fork, who mm-hmm. she was really, you know, wonderful. She said to me, it's actually maybe a good thing that sometimes you do have a digital footprint. We know where you are. We know who you are. You know, um, HR can check up on you. PRs can check up on you if you're applying for jobs, anything, you know, anything like that. And it, it was very interesting because I think a lot of people, what, what instigated the whole thing was, um, one of the girls was looking at Facebook and she'd actually just checked something out on Spree mm-hmm. and was freaked out because the same dress appeared on Spree as it, you know, the one she'd looked at on Spree was now on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we did, you know, we know that it's actually her cookies that are tracking her, her actual laptop and that kind of thing. But it did kind of prompt a thing about how do they know what I'm looking at and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, speaking to the psychologist, she was sort of saying, but it's actually a good thing because 
they're marketing products at you rather than you looking at, you know, like you would maybe want something that would be specific for your son or something like that. Whereas me with no children, I don't want to know about where I can hire a jumping castle or who's going to make cupcakes, but I would like to see what are the latest shoes or which cell phone is doing well at the moment and those kind of things. So I guess guess it works to your benefit if you have a good digital footprint. So if I'm looking for shoes and not... I don't know, weapons or, I don't know, <laughs> porn, you know, and it, exactly. and, and it comes up in my Facebook feed when I'm, you know, sitting exactly. with colleagues. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, though, they, you know, you just have to be, I just need to say, you have to be careful about, you know, what passwords you're putting out there, what information you're putting out there. You obviously need to be, you know, careful about your settings on Facebook and those kind of things. But it's, nobody's stalking you is what I'm trying to say. They, you know, so you're saying the algorithms are doing it. Or yes. The systems are doing. Yes. And it's all for your benefits. It's just so that you don't have to sift through millions and millions and millions of adverts, but rather look at something and go, oh, wait a minute. I do like that. That's more in my style rather than having to look at things that have absolutely nothing to do okay, with you. Okay. So I've actually never really ever seen it in that light. I so just think, oh my God, how does Spree and Take a Lot, how they infiltrate <laughs> me on Facebook? Exactly. This is very freaky. <laughs> so let's um, not freak out about it. Big Brother's not necessarily what you, it's maybe more for your benefit rather than for, for okay. something to you. But uh, yeah, but it does but happen. Yes, yeah, and but we must be cautious with what we're putting out exactly. there, whether it's location exactly. or content that can be used against exactly. you, exactly, or somebody steals your identity. Those kind of things. Yeah. You obviously need to be very careful. Yeah, absolutely. and it can be a traumatic experience. But the thing is, nobody's out there to get you. We think at the moment. We <laughs> I don't think. Know, I'm always neurotic. <laughs> I think everyone's out to get me. Okay, but that's good to know. Mm. And this is an um, article that's out in your magazine. In our magazine. At the Moment. Okay. Yeah. Is it online as um, well? Or? There is an online. If you go to today, you can have a look there. That should be up there. Okay, awesome. And then, yeah, so really okay. cool. Cool. Mm. Um, that's that's really good to know. Something I came across um, yes. this week in, because I'm always into books, um, reading print. I oh, have yes. a love affair with print, but I also like ebooks, reading on my Kindle as well. So I came across a site that promises to be the Groupon of books, oh, of ebooks. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so it's it's a site called BookBub, BookBub.com, nice. um, and basically it has ebooks for free or at highly reduced prices and these ebooks can be for Kindle, Kobo, Apple and Google. Fantastic. Um so you can get huge reductions like ebooks from like ten dollars to one ninety nine. Mm. So you click on whatever book you want and they've got across all the genres. You've got fiction, non fiction, crime, kids, cookery books, um and when you click on the title that you want it takes you to the platform that you okay. want. So in my case, it would be Kindle, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. what kind of books are they? Um, so all kinds. You've got latest deals. You've got chiclet, erotic romance. Um, what I have found is that you these aren't exactly the twelve or the twenty best books of all time <laughs> or the the bestsellers. Right. Some of them are quite random. Yes. Um, like I've never heard of them, which isn't to say anything. No. Um, but I did do some searches of popular titles or right. popular authors and they don't really have them but right. I, I'm assuming that it will grow but it, um, you'll get a discounted version of yeah, something I mean there's a SAS survival handbook which was $15.99 is now $1.99 wow. I can't tell you what the book it's from by John Lofty Wiseman and it's the ultimate survival handbook <laughs> I can't tell you much more about that. You just get it for a surname, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And for one, and one dollar ninety nine. I mean, who why can, not? Who can say no to that? <laughs> yeah. um, 
but yeah, so I mean, bestsellers, and then you've also got recommended for you, so mm. based on what your interests ah. are, exactly. No big brother, they're yeah. just recommending it for you, which is quite cool. But then they recommend books, and I'm like, no, you, <laughs> you really don't know me. Maybe or, they don't know you well enough. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> exactly. I need to spend more time online before they they really get to know me. Perfect. Um, yeah. Anything cool? Any apps you are recommending um, or using at the moment? Um, I well, personally, I've just started the Scrabble app. Which I know is maybe. No, that sounds awesome. Can you, you haven't heard of? Oh, no, yes, what is it's it? A, it? Well, it's it. But you're basically it. It. it this, you download the Scrabble app to your. Well, I've got it on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you play against your friends, or you can play against the machine. I am losing horribly, and basically, I've noticed that my vocab is. Ma- I mean, this is terrible. My vocab is maybe limited to two or three letters in a word. Um, it's actually quite challenging. But yeah, you can play against anyone that's sort of in your. It'll access your friends, okay. or so you know, through Facebook. Book okay. or anything like that and then you can play against your friends which is working out quite well I must admit the only game I've won is somebody forfeited because they don't have the game loaded on their phone anymore so <laughs> Claire, well, to Claire, me I'm claiming it anyway a, a win is a win no I'm one needs to it. know um, and is it a free yes. app and is it it's for a, iOS and, and yes Android? yes okay. yes yes for both um, for both platforms and um, look I've chosen the free app and there's an advert in between every time I play. But, I mean, you just click the, the X box and all the little box that has an X in it saying no thanks and then you carry on playing. So it's quite cool. But can't you cheat? I mean, can't you have a dictionary by your side? Well, the cool thing is it lets you find words if you want. You know, you can you can, you can can obviously skip for a, a different letter, skip moves for a different letter, those kind of things. But there is a dictionary um, app on or a dictionary um, search thing on it oh. and you can find words. I mean, I don't understand half the words the machine is telling me, so I do have to look those up often. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to to download that. Oh, quickly! What my grand uses the Scrabble app to play against family and keep in touch. It's amazing to see her work the iPad. Says Alexis Green. Thanks, Alexis. That's exciting. That was fab. Alexis, please tell us what your grand's name is, because I would love to play Scrabble Let's with find her. her. <laughs> yeah, she'll probably like completely whip my ass. <laughs> anyway, um, cool. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up. Um, great show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Um, and testosterone, i.e., Liron Segev, will be back next, next week, week. Um, in his usual time slot uh, between be ten and eleven. Duncan's going to be distraught. <laughs> uh, have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Take care. Guys. Bye. Bye.